Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today is Thursday, July the 28th, and we appreciate you listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. We're about to slip into August. That's, that's crazy. I'm, that's, that is nuts. Where did the Where did the first half of 2022 go? Uh, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Mostly it went right in the dumpster. <laughs> I think that's what 2022 has been like. <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Ed, Ed will not be replacing um, uh, Joel Osteen anytime soon that's right. as America's inspirational leader. He loses his title of Captain Sunshine. <laughs> that's right. I'm telling you, folks, it was a dumpster fire. We all know oh, it. My, oh, my goodness. Hey, what do you want to tell us about our high-tech Today's Issues uh, venture? That's going to happen Monday. Monday, it's on. Okay, tell us what about what? What can you tell us about this? Well, uh, what we're going we've always told our folks that if you want to watch us do radio, you can go mm-hmm. to Facebook or YouTube and search for as I, I will tell you today. Search for today's issues and click through, and you can watch us. But on Monday, starting on Monday, all right, we will have our radio programming videos streamed live at uh, streaming.afa.net. That's our AFA streaming site. More information about that will be coming uh, on Monday. I think forthcoming is the word. Forthcoming. What did I say? You said coming. Oh, coming. Which is is acceptable, but... It'll be forthcoming. Yeah, forthcoming. And uh, we'll be discussing it through the week and the big promotion, uh, how uh, how you can access that streaming uh, platform, um, not not screaming, not screaming. Sometimes you might want to, but with, we're talking with about technology. <laughs> and and we decided to do this. Uh, yes, this has probably been a year and a half ago. Yeah, and it's it's taken a while. There've been other projects that IT has been working on, but this has taken a long time to develop this, so that we would not be vulnerable to the big social pressure that they put on conservatives and christians mm-hmm. so um anyway that that will be okay. coming monday we're we're very excited about this and uh hope that our listeners will be too well if you want to watch the show today facebook uh, or youtube just type today's issues and we live video stream the show there and we post the stories that we discuss uh the original sources of the uh News that we get, we post on our Today's Issues Facebook page. Fred, uh, good news to start this morning, right? We've got some good news. You may remember earlier this week, um, we talked to Mississippi Senator Roger Wicker, who is a part of the Armed Services Committee, and he is very upset, along with many others, with the military vaccine mandate, actually the Biden vaccine mandate against our military personnel. Well, we've got a, a victory a victory this morning from a federal judge in Cincinnati who has blocked the Biden administration for the foreseeable future from enforcing the COVID-19 vaccine mandate globally 
on members of the Air Force, Space Force, and Air National Guard who requested religious exemptions. Now, the name of this U.S. District Judge is Matthew McFarlane, by the way, appointed by Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Elections have consequences, folks. This is what he had to say. Members face the same injury, violation of their constitutional freedom by defendants' clear policy of discrimination, religious accommodation requests. All right. So what he is saying is when these folks put in for a religious exemption from the vaccine mandate, that is a violation, in his opinion, of their constitutional rights for religious freedom. When they put it, when they... When they were refused the yes. exemption. When they were when refused the exemption. Yes. Because they were refused, I think I read this correctly, in mass. Yes. Or en masse, uh, because uh, just blanket. Re- yes. re- 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 so there was no consideration of the individual claims of religious yes. uh, uh, objection to taking the experimental vaccine shots to be required um, as a requirement for serving in the United States military. So this federal judge says... You can't do that, right? Now, this one just now, this up, is applies to the Air Force? Just the Air Force. And, and the Air National Guard? Yes. And the Air National Guard, yes. So, but it's so, still a big, big deal. It uh, is. Yeah. And it is, uh, we know there are ongoing litigation regarding other branches of the military, the Marines, the Navy, and the Army, of course. And for the most part, the religious exemptions were claimed, were, were uh, submitted because these were members of the Air Force and Air National Guard, as Tim pointed out, who believed that these vaccines were either connected to or tested with cells from aborted that is correct. babies. That and is and correct. they had a religious objection to that. Now, my understanding is, I don't know what the percentages were, but they were much higher for people who submitted exemption claims for medical reasons and I think there was one other category, but as this judge, uh, uh, District Judge McFarland said, the religious exemptions were almost universally rejected. Yes. Once they saw that, they were rejected. Right. Now, uh, many across and across the various branches of the military are waiting on appeal right now. Right. At one point, I think the total was 25,000 who have put the uh, rejections in on with regards to uh, the the mandate. Now, here's the other thing that has happened, of course, and we've talked about this before. The reason the military gave early on is that you need to take the shot because otherwise you may get COVID or you will spread it to, to other military members. Well, we now know, we now know that that's not true. You can get the shots, you can get the boosters, and you can still get COVID, and you can still spread it to other people. So the so-called scientific reason for forcing our military members to get this vaccine is gone. It's gone. How long are we going to keep this up? By we, I mean uh, Biden and, and and company. Keep keep up the the. You you must have a booster and uh, you, uh perpetual boosters in order to be defined as uh, uh, legal. Uh, well, not not as a legal citizen, but legal as in uh, uh, complying with federal mandates for federal employees, for military, and others. How how long is this going to continue? Because it's unnecessary. 
I, I it it's that's an unknown because it it appears that the Biden administration continues to hold on to this. One of the stories we may or may not get to, but probably some of us have heard the the president bragging about how how he was uh, got COVID but didn't have to go into the hospital like his predecessor, like President Trump. So this is still a big deal in his mind and in the the minds of many of the Biden administration. Get vaccinated, get vaccinated. You know, to your point about, and to your point, Fred, about the fact that these vaccines are not going to keep members of the military from spreading it, I also don't think the argument stands you know, the argument has been made that if you get the vaccine, you're less likely to have a severe case of COVID. I don't think that applies to young people. No. We're talking about mostly young people in the military. They're right. not, they have never been in much danger of having a severe case of COVID. It's been elderly mm. people and people with these medical, uh, these other medical well, complications. Because that's what they told us. Right. That's what Dr. Fauci, that's what Biden told us. Yeah. It was elderly people, the most vulnerable. Right. Remember, he got on TV again and again and again telling us, especially if you're 55 or older, I think it was the age range, you really need to get this. Yes. Because you're the most vulnerable. And they said younger ages, not so much. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, um, the force, See, I, I just wonder, who's checking all the people? That are they're under the uh, forced vaccination. You're talking make, about whether they're boosted. Yeah, yeah. Do you have to turn in? A sh uh, maybe there are people out there right now who work for the federal government. Who did that also apply to people who are contractors with the federal government? Yes, it did. I mean, it was it was far reaching. You're, if you yeah. remember, mm -hmm. I, I'm just wondering. Maybe somebody can answer it for us on our today's issues Facebook page. But if you work for a a uh, someone, if you're someone who came under the federal government vaccine mandates, is that still, are they checking up on you? Well, uh, every is, six months, every, I think I can't, I can't answer this definitively, but this is what I think is probably the case that there is a registry of, especially those under the purview of the federal government, which I think would include members of the military because every time you get a vaccine, that information goes to the CDC. So I remember I told you guys, yes. I, I did get the first the uh, first vaccine, one and two, with uh, I think it was Pfizer. And I, I mentioned the fact that the first time I went into the doctor, this is a doctor's office. So this isn't a government facility. I had to fill out a form, information, and... I, I, they asked for my mother's maiden name. Remember I told you guys yes, this? Yes. And I walked back up to the front and I, to, the, to the lady and I said, why do you need, my mom's been dead since 1996. I think I told them she's in heaven. Well, why do you need my mom's maiden name? She said, that's just the CDC wants to know. So I filled it out. So they had my name. I don't know if they had my social security number, but because they had my mom's maiden name, they had the right Ed Vitagliano. I'm on some list. And so I'm guessing... If you get a booster, the same thing is the same thing happens. Your name and information goes. It's got to be in some kind of database. Well, uh, I, we we know the reason. It's bow the knee to the Almighty Federal Government, or else that's that's the only reason for the continuation of if there wasn't ever a justified reason in the first place. I'm not talking about. Uh, constitutional rights or anything like that <laughs> that's very very important i'm just talking about 
the let's just assume for a moment that you said, well, the vaccine helps in Omicron or Delta or whatever it is. Uh, although that's proven to not be true in terms of getting COVID or spreading for COVID, which is the primary reason why you would take a vaccine uh, to stop the spread of or to keep you from getting it, right? I mean, it's always been the understanding in the world of vaccines. Uh, but but now, then it was changed to, well, if you get the vaccine not to stop the spread of or not to stop you from contracting it, contracting it, yeah. yes, but just to keep you from going into the hospital right, or, or dying. And to me, that's unprovable. Uh, as opposed to somebody who doesn't get the vaccine, who doesn't, who also doesn't. I, we, I know many people who haven't had the COVID vaccine shots who were fine. They had, were sick for three or four days and they stayed home like the flu or the cold. And then they came back to work and they were fine. It, this uh, COVID is not going into the lungs any longer. That was when it was most dangerous. Right. In its original form, it was most potent when it was going down into people's lungs. We all remember that. Now it's not doing that. This, the, so I, I'm, I'm just saying, the the if you ever believed that the vaccines were important to respond a response to a national response to the COVID virus, it's it's no longer that's no longer uh, uh, the case. And so, what Biden should do, and I know he won't do this. But, but but I think most people coming to this realization, the vast majority of Americans, this is COVID is, is no longer a big deal. Okay? It's not. It's endemic. It's uh, mild. It's like the flu. Uh, I mean, it's like flu. Are we, we going to declare a national emergency because of the flu? Right. So uh, we're going to force people to get flu vaccine, the flu shots? Are we going yeah. to force that? So it's no longer necessary, even if you thought it was a few months ago or a year or two ago or whenever the vaccines came out. So they need to just announce we're dropping this and everybody, uh, you know, if you're sick, stay home right? <laughs> and let's move on. That's what they need to do. Uh, but anyway, back to the original great uh, news, and that is that the federal judge, U.S. federal judge, has ruled, and this could will go to an appellate court probably and probably end up at the Supreme Court, has ruled that the Air Force and the Air National Guard do not have to get the COVID vaccine shots in order to stay with those organizations. That's yeah, good news. It is good news. And it not only applies, they can't throw them out of the military, but they <clears throat> can't punish them. Because we have had reports, these people haven't been thrown out of the military yet, but the military is making life very miserable right. for them. No promotions. Uh, we're we're not going to allow you to move to the next base. That you know that kind of thing. Uh, that basically they've they've it's kept, a form kept, of, it's a form of persecution. Yes, is yes, what it is. Yes, and this judge noted that. Right. You can't punish these people by either throwing them out or saying, you know what, that that promotion we had for you in line to go to this bigger job, Listen, whatever the case may be. If you've got the vaccines and you've been boosted four or five times, why do you care whether I do or not? Yes. Why Why? Why yeah. does that bother people? Yeah. At one point, they were ready to throw uh, people out of the Air who were Air Force uh, Academy, throw them out. And they were getting ready to be trained as pilots 
We're gonna we're gonna stall yes, that. I saw that. Well, he, here's here's something that does worry me though. Um, even though this judge, let's say this judge's ruling stands through the appeals process, and these uh, men and women get to stay in the Air Force and the other branches of the military, it's very difficult in the military to prove you're being persecuted by not getting uh, promotions and getting the choices that you want. It's very difficult to prove that. And what I'm afraid is this is going to be another instrument for purging our military of religious people. Because these are folks that claimed a religious, wanted a religious exemption. I think that uh, through the Obama administration and the Biden administration, there was an ongoing purge of Christians and conservatives from the military Maybe that was maybe that took a break during the Trump administration. I hope so, but I'm afraid they're going to continue to purge Christians out of the military, yeah. make life miserable for them until they leave, and then we are really going to be in a jam because we already can't meet our recruiting goals in the drastically. Military. Right, as we reported earlier this week, just the Army. The goal was fifty-seven thousand recruits by the end of September this year. They've only got forty percent of that. Yeah. Yeah, and and what what are the long term ramifications of that? What if we wake up five years from now and we've got half the people that we have today, right, in the, in the military? Uh, what does that mean for for you know how we're able to uh, respond? Go around the world to and, respond. And and let me just let me just throw out a little conspiratorial idea here. I, I'm not prone to this, but let's say we are down half the numbers. But that half that are in the military have gone through three or four years of indoctrination, woke indoctrination. What happened? I mean, that's listen, a very real possibility. Yes. You have people who are in favor of the, the woke uh, ideology. I, I don't I don't I don't like what they've you're done. Gonna, you're going to have a bunch of wimps. Well, or a bunch of people that are willing to enforce. Wimps a, by United States military Historical standards is what I'm saying. And it's showing up. We didn't talk about it on this program, I don't think, but have you guys been made aware of the new dress code for the military in Canada? Mm-mm. Guys can have hair down to the back. You oh, t- I saw that, yeah. Uh, guys can have earrings. Guys yeah. can have tattoos all over their bodies. Yeah. Uh, guys can wear dresses. Oh, my goodness. I, now, I will say this. Uh, the, well, I'm not, I shouldn't. To, uh, smart warfare, if that's what you want to call it, uh, that is computer-based. Uh, that is the here and now going to be the wave of the future. I don't think mass numbers of military personnel are going to be required uh, in warfare. God forbid that we get into a war with anybody, as 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 those numbers would have been needed in the past. But, of course, I don't know that to be a fact. I'm just... I'm just saying the world has changed. Yeah, you don't need them until you need them. Yeah. True. Now, we could probably cut our, you, our, our our military in half and still be the largest military in the world. I'm not, and yeah. listen, our military are top-notch. Please don't misunderstand me. Right. I am I am concerned about the indoctrination of those yes. who are in the military because, to me, that is frightening because you do not want yeah. a brainwashed military that serves – at the behest of progressives who are in charge in the White House. Yeah. You're listening to today's issues on AFR. Thanks for listening. Next story, Fred. 
Yeah, well, we've talked about drought in many areas of the country. They're not getting rain, but across, I, I guess, from St. Louis through parts of Kentucky over to West Virginia, they're in the midst of almost nonstop rain, serious flooding going on. And I'm talking about this morning in eastern Kentucky, uh, 20,000 people without power there. I was looking at pictures that Fox was showing this morning. In some of these areas, the flooding is up to the roofs of houses. They're sending in crews to rescue people. Uh, this goes all the way over to uh, West, uh, West Virginia. So uh, just be in prayer for these folks. They're fed- there's St. Louis, I think, earlier this week got 10 inches of rain in a very short period of time. That's like Tim said in our story meeting. That's like hurricane, yeah. you know, kind of numbers. Yeah. So be praying for these folks. <laughs> it's just a strange summer. <clears throat> Severe drought in some places like West Texas and, yeah. and other places. But these folks are just getting inundated today. Yeah. Well, uh, Fred, I, I think it's extreme weather events are proof of uh, climate change. Hey, listen to that. <laughs> Climate, everything's. Listen to this. This is off the Weather Channel website. The older you get, the more you watch this. Huh? Isn't that true? The Weather Channel. Uh, yeah. I don't know why. Why? Why is that? What is it about? I don't do it, but my wife does. I, I do. <laughs> I admit it. Anyway, this is a eleven o eleven o nine a.m. today, as in Eastern just a time. few minutes Eastern time, just a few minutes ago. This is reported uh, on the Weather Channel. <clears throat> um, one river has risen 18 feet since midnight. What? That's 18 like 18 feet. This says the North Fork Kentucky River at Whitesburg in Letcher County, Kentucky, is at 20.91 feet. And then they say that's more than six feet higher than a record set in 1957 for a river that's usually about 1.6 feet. Hmm. Uh, and that's almost an 18-foot rise since midnight. So midnight last night, <clears throat> you're talking about, that seems impossible, right? I know. That's almost two stories. Yeah. 20 and, feet, that's two stories. A, a river that's normally 1.6 feet deep. I mean, that's a stream, Right, if that's correct, shallow I mean, that's river, a shallow yeah. river, but to go up, uh, go up eighteen feet uh, in what eleven hours, that, something like that. Not, that's people swept away. Right, that's, right, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, uh, I don't know. This story escaped me until Fred brought it up this morning. Me I don't too. Know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know it was this uh, serious. It must have happened in the last few days. Well, last couple hours. of days. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, some kind of weather pattern causing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently just, you you said this morning, Fred, that it was it was a storm front that would not move. It's it's very that slow happened moving. that happened in in Middle Tennessee about yeah. uh, when it was ten years ago when Nashville got flooded. When Nashville got flooded, remember that just rain just sat on them for it like parked a week, and yeah. the the in fact the Opryland Hotel flooded. Yes, because that, of the Cumberland River, and that mall was shut down for weeks. Yes, yeah. the big mall. Remember, we we used to have the National Religious Broadcasters Convention there every year, mm-hmm. and uh, still go back there from time at, at the Opryland Hotel, and and uh, but it was like uh, flooded. They got pictures there. If you go to the Opryland Hotel, you can go online and look at them. It flooding the hotel because yeah. and the river's like I don't know, river's like a uh, half a mile away or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
from. But that, uh, that's true. That did that, that yeah. weather pattern. That just sat on right. top of. And this happens, and it ha this also happened in Baton Rouge. Uh, Katrina. Baton Rouge, and uh, well, even before, even uh, absent an hurricane that happened a few years ago, where a, a, a basically rain clouds sat on top of uh, Baton Rouge for like a week or ten days or something like that. It's just really strange um, weather. Uh, patterns going on here. We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. Dear One Million Moms, I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at 1millionmoms.com. That's 1millionmoms.com. And thanks. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. One of the first stops we make when we get to Jerusalem to begin our Holy Land trip, we go to the Mount of Olives, which overlooks the old city of Jerusalem. You've read about the Mount of Olives in the Bible. You've read about the city of Jerusalem in the Bible. Those are real places that we're going to visit in March of 2023. We've already registered about 50 people. We hope to take about 100 people on this very special trip to Israel. For all the information, go to twholyland.com. The dates are there, the costs are there, the itinerary is there, everything you need to know. TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. No COVID shots required, no COVID testing required. It's all back to normal. A passport and a suitcase, and you can join us. Go to TWHolyLand.com for all the information. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. There's a full court press to get the nation to accept the idea that men who want to identify as women are just like biological women. The latest to embrace the change, the Associated Press. The news agency announcing they have included a topical guide for transgender coverage in their style book. Now, this is important because every newspaper in the nation uses Associated Press news copy, and their style book is considered to be the holy grail in American newsrooms. AP now says sex and gender assigned at birth by doctors can turn out to be inaccurate. They now say that gender is a spectrum, not a binary structure consisting only of men and women. AP is also telling journalists to stop using words like biological male. As for pronouns, reporters are being told to stop using phrases like preferred pronouns or chosen pronouns. And instead of writing about mutilating your body, the AP wants you to call it gender-affirming care. Basically, they're codifying fake news. I'm Todd Starnes. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. 2 Corinthians 5.1 American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. 
Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to today's issues. That's the name of this show on American Family Radio. I'm Tim with Ed and Fred. We were talking last half hour. One of the topics we covered is the flooding going on in uh, Kentucky. You said also across West Virginia and Missouri, mm-hmm. St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just reading a comment. I mentioned the Weather Channel uh, website. I was reading this. Uh, this is from the Kentucky governor's uh, governor Andy Bashir. Mm-hmm. He said there are a lot of people, and this is in eastern Kentucky. There are a lot of people on tops of roofs yeah. in eastern Kentucky waiting to be rescued. There are a number of people that are unaccounted for, and I'm nearly certain this is a situation where we're going to lose some of them. Oh, End wow. of quote. He said the National Guard is responding with aircraft and other assets. Um, flash flooding is, <clears throat> wow, I'm looking at video now on Fox News. That is of what's happening there. Flash oh, yeah, flooding. look at that water there we're watching. That 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 sweeps people away. Flash flooding, you know, you wonder, well, how can you not escape a flood? <laughs> Can't you see it raining? Right. And, get you know, that's what people think who've never experienced it. Right. The flash flooding is called that for a reason. I mean, and it's very dangerous, especially for people who live in low-lying areas or near, like, big streams or rivers. And sometimes people are trying to get away. They're in their cars. Right, right. And then they get tossed into a river. Right. Right, because you don't leave your home or, you know, just because uh, it starts raining real hard. Right. You know, and then the next thing you know, it continues. Go ahead. Some of that video we were just uh, looking at there, this water is probably three feet high. The front porch lights were on. So these may be folks that went to bed last night. Right. Kind of were worried about it. Right. But that's what happens. It arrives so quickly. The front porch lights are still on. But they've got three feet of water up on their house. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure eight days of hope will be responding. Right. As they always do fairly soon. You're listening to uh, today's issues. Hey, our uh, trip to Israel in March 2023, we're over halfway full. Uh, that is half of our seats are taken. We've got 100 Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to take 100 people or two buses. You need to take these tours once a month. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's... I can't. That make, that takes my breath away. <laughs> just the idea. Because there's so much. Listen, oh, wow. So much stress you... and detail. I know the people who go on these with you right. appreciate it, but it is a lot of work on, oh, yeah. on your end. Um, hey, the the easiest part of, of doing the Holy Land tour is getting on the ground there and, and, get, and touring. Yes. Uh, it's all the all the stuff leading up to it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so I think we've got 55, 56 people uh, with closing in on sixty uh, who are registered to go, and so uh, you know we'll probably be full by October, maybe sooner. I, I don't know, but uh, and there are other pastors and other groups you can go with to israel you don't have to go with us go if you can and you can afford it go enjoy uh the holy land it's safe and and uh you'll you'll love it and you'll you'll cherish that uh trip for the rest of your life but if you do want to consider going with us 
then uh, go to the website twholyland.com twholyland.com and all the information is there the cost the itinerary um, everything is there no vaccine shots required in israel no covid testing as i say all you need is a passport and a suitcase and that is as the world should be <laughs> huh we need to get back to normal and and traveling is getting back to normal around the world all right next story fred when is a recession not a recession well according to the biden administration it's not a recession when we say it's not a recession but this morning the country is in a recession according to the long-held definition of a recession and that is when you have two quarters where you have negative growth so the latest number on the April, May, June period, the second quarter of the year, it came out negative, 0.9. In other words, the economy shrank by that much. It was over uh, one point something in the initial quarter. So we are in a recession, according to the traditional for years and years and years, we're in a recession. We knew this was coming. This was expected. So that's why the Biden White House over the last several days have said, well, no, we're not because we don't accept that definition anymore. That was the topic of discussion yesterday with Fox's Peter Ducey at the White House briefing with the White House spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre. Have a listen to this. This will show you what's going on. Cut number one. If things are going so great, though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine recession? No, we're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Brian Deese said in 2008, of course, Economists have a technical definition, which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell and you this. He said two, consec- two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It is what not. Changed? It is not. Why did he say that it, it was? It is not. It is not. It's just we're in denial. It's not. <clears throat> and here's what the White House is saying. Is that in fact? That's that's what I for for decades. That's what I always heard. Now I I don't I don't know what the Biden White House is saying. I mean, I'd be interested to say what what is your definition yeah. of what a recession is. Well, what well, would they say? Well, what they are saying is, uh, for instance, the unemployment rate is three point six percent. That is just hunky dory. So therefore, uh, the economy is coming along. They're also saying. The numbers that we got this morning are old numbers. Things are actually pretty good out there. That's what they're saying. Well, then I want to know what their definition. Uh, Let's set aside the the, the numbers that have come in. Going forward, President Biden or Karine Jean-Pierre, what is the Biden administration definition of a recession? How would we know we're in one according to you? As as a one one, – Redneck philosopher once said, "Denial ain't just a river in Egypt." Right. <laughs> right. Who was that? I, I just made that up. No, I've heard. I've heard that expression. Oh, that's a, that's a song. It, it's from a song. Den- oh, denial ain't ain't just a river in Egypt. Something like that. Anyway, I've heard that. We've all heard that, right? Yeah. 
I, I want you to hear yeah. from my favorite U.S. senator. Okay. John Kennedy from Louisiana. Oh, I need my John Kennedy fix today. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, okay. I just love that man's wisdom. Cut number three. Whoever's making these economic decisions, they're not, I've said this before, they're not qualified to manage a food truck. They're just not. Um, they want to spend all day trying to convince the American people that their definition of, an, of a, a recession is the right one. Nobody cares. You know, the American people are, are, are saying to the White House, call somebody who cares. Right. Mm -hmm. they, they don't care. What they care about is the economy slowing and uh, prices are rising and our national debt is greater than our national output. It's just sad. It gets frustrating. I start, I don't hate anybody. I start out in the morning wanting to follow Jesus, but by mm -hmm. 10 o'clock, I want to follow Jesus and slap somebody. <laughs> He now he is he senator, is clever. Senator from Louisiana, right there, huh? Yeah, that guy. If he ever is leaves the gold. office, he needs to go into stand-up comedy because that guy is—he has phrases. He, he's poignant but hilarious. At the couldn't same couldn't time. Uh, couldn't manage a food truck. Yeah. Couldn't manage a food truck. And then he talked about the what you call the flip-flopping that goes on at the White House, you know, from day to day, and he referred to it as like a, the catfish that's. On the banks. On the banks. It's like a catfish you just caught that's on the banks. Flip-flopping. Flip-flopping. You know what? In all seriousness, <clears throat> the economic team, as it were, that Biden has, I was reading a, well, I, mean, I think we reported on this the other day. Uh, and I don't know all these people. Uh, I didn't know any of them, quite frankly, except for uh, Janet Yellen, who's Secretary of the Treasury, right? Mm -hmm. Former Fed. Yes. Uh, was she Fed the chairman. Fed, Fed chairman? She was Fed chairman. Anyway, uh, these folks are have have little or no experience in the private business sector. They are all uh, academics and left winged activists and socialist slash Marxist in their in their ideology. So, I, I mean, that was uh, there was a I think it was Steve Moore. You can look it up on the internet. He did. He did a uh, analysis of the Biden economic team, and this is what he found. So, <clears throat> you really need people in these positions who have real life experience in in the business, in the American business world, right? Who can appreciate hiring and appreciate uh, payroll, right? And regulation, understand the burdensome burden nature of federal regulation, all these things, which. That's what Trump had. He had a team of free market people. Right. Who, uh, but, uh, so I don't think that, like John Kennedy there, the senator from Louisiana, I don't have any confidence in, in that uh, group of people to understand what the economic situation is in terms of a recession and the, the record inflation, 40 year high inflation. And and uh, now Biden's wanting to spend more money mm -hmm. that yes. uh, that isn't in the budget. Uh, yeah, which goes to our next story, Tim. Uh, the Democrat senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin, has kind of been holding the line against Biden's desire to spend more money. Well, we're kind of shocked this morning to learn that Joe Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer have come to an agreement now. Joe Manchin is agreeing to spend billions of dollars more and uh 
couple of the basic things, because this, this is like 700 pages long, this bill. But the major things in this is that there's going to be over $300 billion for subsidies for people to buy electric cars, but also a 15% tax against corporate America. Uh, this is something that... What? Just, 15% tax. Additional? Uh, additional tax. These are companies that make more than a billion dollars in profit. I think that's... I think this wow. is like a minimum. Yes. This is a minimum. No yeah. matter what, you have to pay 15%, But we I think. all know when you raise taxes on corporations which provide goods for us, those corporations pass that cost down to us. <clears throat> this is going to be so detrimental to the economy. Charles Payne is a Fox business analyst... I want you to hear what he had to say about this. Cut four. Day after Republicans went for a big corporate welfare package, $280 billion to the semiconductor industry, is the day Joe Manchin said, okay, I'm down for reconciliation, right? So Washington, again, spending a ton of money. If you want more people to buy EVs, you don't, you don't incentivize them to buy used ones, right? right? And of course, who's gonna buy most of these? College educated, well, you know, uh, you know, college educated folks who live in these urban centers, uh, and 99% and of the time vote Democrats, progressives. This is a giveaway, a multi-billion dollar giveaway to the richest Americans yet again on both sides of the aisle. People watching this show, regular folks who are getting up trying to make ends meet, don't get squat. Ironically, they call it a deficit reduction act. <laughs> Almost as funny as the Affordable Health Care Act. Right? Right. It's going to send inflation through the roof. Call it the Anti-Inflation Act. Any uh, economic <clears throat> uh, expert who can somehow get the word squat in to, <laughs> to a conversation, I got a lot of admiration for because that's the kind of language I use. Right. Charles Payne. Uh, you know what? Our, uh, this is why you need to listen to our new show from 8 to 9 o'clock in the morning Central Time, and, and it's gaining a lot of listeners uh, uh, money-wise. And uh, Rob, Rob West, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's an excellent new program having to do with finances and the economy and uh, kitchen table uh, budgeting and things of that nature because who knows, the times may get harder economically in America. We hope that it doesn't. We hope that we rebound. But I've often wondered, uh, and I don't. I don't think about this too long because it's it's because I don't have the answers, and nobody right. I know has the answers uh, uh, necessarily uh, on when this will happen, but or when we will face the day of reckoning, or days of reckoning, or years of reckoning with respect to the unbridled. Uh, spending of the United States federal government uh, debt uh, debt spending is that what you what you call? In other words, we continue to spend more federal tax dollars than we take in on an annual basis to the tune of like uh, half a trillion dollars or something like that. Then you add to that all the money that we spent on COVID and and so forth. You're, I think we're over thirty trillion. Thirty. I think probably well over thirty trillion. Okay, thirty trillion dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to depress people, but let me just say this: there will, there has to come a day when the federal government cannot spend, cannot continue to borrow money. 
without grave consequences to our economy. Or, or, you understand? What, if if in fact we can, you looking it up? Yeah, you looking tr- up with our. I, I'm trying to find our uh, our debt. I heard the thirty trillion dollar figure this morning. Okay, so the the U.S. national debt is thirty point six trillion. Okay, first of all, that will never be paid off. Everybody listening to me will be dead and gone before that's ever. That's not going to be paid off in the history of the world. When when the history books are written on the United States of America a hundred years from now. Uh, it'll, it'll say America died with $70 trillion of debt or whatever, something like that. So I'm just saying that you can't, uh, doesn't seem to me, unless you can completely defy economic uh, causes and consequences, uh, cause and effect, can, can you go on? No. Can you go on? Is that it? Can the United States federal government borrow an unlimited amount of money? That is my question. And I know Ed has the answer. Uh, no. Okay. What, what number then? So, so we will get to, we will get to a number. If yeah. 30, if 30 trillion isn't the number is 50 trillion. Is yeah, that when we see? Get, I, I don't know is that when we go busted. I don't, I don't know what that number is. I just know that at some point the amount of money we are spending to pay the interest on the debt will become uh, unmanageable, a- and we we will. And that's uncharted territory. Yes, that that is uncharted territory. That's why I can't put a number on it. And of course, I'm not a, a economic no, but that person. Makes, but so that what that's what will happen. What you're yes. saying. And and what happens is the government at some point the government has to start defaulting on its debts, and we we will bring the world economy down with us. Now. The point we've made over and over again is, well, the difference between the U.S. economy going belly up and Indonesia and, and Indonesia is is a different story. We 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 may get by God's grace the ability to put ourselves back together, but th- there will it will create a lot of suffering around around the world. Is that because the uh, American dollar is still the world's reserve currency? It is, and there's no there's no threat to that. There's no other currency in in the world, including the euro, that even rivals the U.S. dollar. True, but when you said this is uncharted territory, I don't know whether or not we could slip out of that number one spot. That's what happened to the British pound, right? I mean, I think after World War One or World War Two, they had been the world's reserve currency, and the, and then the dollar took its place. So I I, I don't know. I, I, that's right. that's beyond my way above my pay grade but i just know that the rea- the reality is you cannot continue to do what, what we are doing and it's laughable this this bill that joe manchin has agreed to with uh with the uh, with senate majority leader chuck schumer i think has like 300 and something billion targeted for debt relief well the democrats have refused to allow even a decrease in the increase in spending Whenever the Republicans have pushed for that, that three hundred billion is going to get swallowed up like a, a catfish swallowing a fly. Don't you also hit? We're getting speaking about getting out of our comfort zone. Right. Uh, also, you you would have to hit hyperinflation somewhere. 
Well, yeah, our inflation rate now is at, what, over 9%? Yeah, uh, what was it uh, under Jimmy Carter? Inflation? It, yeah. Do you remember? Uh, I know the interest rate was like 21% or something. I, yeah. I'll check. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is uh, there, there, there will come a day reckoning of reckoning which we i don't know when that'll happen but there 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 has to come a day when the uh federal government the united states federal government cannot borrow any more money Mm -hmm. the inflation rate hit a record 14.6 percent under carter 14%? 14%? percent I think I, I, I just lost it. I clicked on the link. And, and I just, we're at 8 or 9 now? 9.1, yeah. I think. Is the the last inflation rate. here it is. The inflation rate hit a record high of 14.6% in March and April of 1980. It helped to lead to Carter's defeat in that fall's election. Today, the annual inflation rate stands at an unadjusted 7.1%, the highest 12-month change since June of 1982. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's from the world of ain't nothing we can do about it <laughs> But <laughs> as individuals. But I, go ahead. I, I'll tell you. And, and again, Rob West's show is an important addition yeah. to our, our lineup. I would, I would just tell people, listen, you need to get yourself back into church. This sounds like a, like a, like a pitch for church. No, I'm saying just for your own sake, let alone your soul, okay? You need to get yourself back to church. You need to know who your neighbors are. You need to start working with other people to try to have, you know, co-ops, whatever. You need to shop local as much as you Amen. can. Amen to that. And you need to start setting some stuff aside for a That shop local is a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've been promoting that because all these big chains in any uh, industry – uh, almost all of them have gone to the woke yeah. uh, ideology, pushing anti—it's anti-God, yeah. anti-Christian stuff, trying to push this on their employees. I know a lot of our listeners have to work for big chains, and they, not all of them have done this, but but the vast majority have. They, they've gone this to this pushing this LGBT and critical race theory and. White people are devils, and all this stuff is just poison to our country. The left wing has got control of corporate America. That's why we say uh, shop at a a mom-and-pop store. As much as you can. As much as you can. That's Mm -hmm. not always possible, but Mm -hmm. in many things, shop at a local store that's owned by people who aren't going to push that garbage. You know what I'm saying? As as much as you you say. That's not always possible, Ed. Uh, But... uh, uh, but to the extent that you can do that, you're listening to today's issues. Next story, Fred. Well, I, I read with interest yesterday. Uh, I guess people have heard about. I know there's so much going on right now about monkeypox. All right, it's not a band. It's not a band. It's a serious uh, virus going around mm-hmm. for some people. Okay. Yesterday, the head of the World Health Organization. Um, and he is not a conservative. Now, this is what he had to say. He's based in Geneva. Head of the World Health Organization on Wednesday advised men at risk of catching monkeypox to consider reducing their sexual partners for the moment. Now, this is what he had to say. For the moment? 
Yep. He said 98% of the monkeypox cases <clears throat> detected since the, the outbreaks emerged in May have been among gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men. I'm not sure that why they had that. He called for those at risk to take steps to protect themselves. All right. So here is the head of the World Health Organization. He says, basically, this is a problem for the homosexual, bisexual community. That's what he says. Here's, here's the problem. Here in the United States, the CDC is not even connecting homosexuality to what's going on. There are over 3,000 cases, I think. think 4,000 now. 4,000 now here in the United States. Uh, But they're not using the word gay, or it's it's gay, bisexual. They're not. It's primarily a gay disease. It is. And, And the reason for that is, without getting too graphic, is because of the nature of the behavior that, homosexuals engage in is very dangerous from a health perspective because it's unnatural. Mm-hmm. The Bible speaks to this in Romans chapter one, and that's just the truth. And this monkey pox, it, n- not that there aren't other sexually transmitted diseases that run rampant through the heterosexual world for people who engage in promiscuity. Right. Uh, that's That's true too. And that's also a violation of a, a biblical morality and standards, which, as the scripture teaches, there are consequences uh, to to that kind of uh, behavior, both heterosexual and homosexual. But in the case of mon- uh, uh, monkeypox, uh, this is spreading like, uh, I guess, like wildfire within the uh, uh, gay community. Uh, and, uh, and that's directly attributable to the number of partners, which is why yes. the, this yes. WHO representative yes. said yes. L- limit your partners. All right, we'll be back in five minutes with more of today's issues. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.